0: Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. This episode is sponsored by TheraWorks. Many of you get sore, achy legs from standing all day or get asked about painful foot and leg cramps. If so, you're going to want to hear about TheraWorks Relief, a clinically proven topical foam that prevents and relieves muscle cramps and soreness. Hey everyone, we're excited to be celebrating our one-year mark. Uh, This August was the one-year mark of the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. And we've had lots of great guests and are excited for uh, this upcoming year. We've got a new sponsor and new guests coming this way. Stay tuned for the special guests this week. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, our guest Lauren Harding. Who is the executive consultant and pharmacist at 3RX Holdings? She's also a certified integrative health coach and holistic pharmacist. Lauren has been a clinical pharmacist with the Department of Defense and has worked on the research side for a company conducting Alzheimer's research, which is also a really big space right now. Uh, Lauren, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast.
1: Good morning, Hillary. I'm happy to be here.
0: Well, thanks for joining us this morning. And now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro and maybe share a little bit about your personal life.
1: Sure, I'd love to. Um, so I'm currently working, as Hillary said, as a pharmacist um, in the precision medicine space. But um, what has led me here is many years of consulting um, and working in the ambulatory care world where I had a lot of direct patient care um, and saw firsthand the need to do something about all of the medication areas and adverse drug reactions that were occurring, especially in our beloved elderly. So um, this led me to this awesome opportunity um, to work in the field of pharmacogenomics specifically, Um, which for those of you that don't know what that is, um, it's basically looking at um, how your body metabolizes medications and foods. And um, it looks at your genetic component associated with your cytochrome system, mostly the P450. And you just do a simple DNA swab inside the cheek. And um, it's a very simple test. And uh, sent to a lab, and I know with 3Rx we use a a concierge match of labs for a practice so that um, the coverage is really good for the patient. For Medicare, they primarily do pay for this for the elderly, and they do have um, medical necessity, which means that they're on three or more medications or have had an adverse drug reaction. Um, So for me, this is a home run um, it's an excellent tool in not only the long-term care space, but it can be used very effectively in cardiology, um, psychiatry, behavioral health, addiction medicine. Um, a lot of children. I've personally um, had some people, two different instances, where um, a mom was, you know, really frantic about their their son who was nine, had Tourette's diagnosed at age six. And uh, for three years, had tried seven different medications. And until they had the pharmacogenomic test, um, never were able to get it right. So that's three years of unnecessary suffering uh, and cost and all of that. Um, and another um, mom who's had a similar situation with a child um, with ADHD, um, not being able to get the right medication for years. The child having a lot of uh, learning disabilities, difficulty in school, difficulty socially, Um, And it's also unnecessary when we can give this wonderful test. Um, With 3Rx, the nice thing is we do um, the drug on gene, which is PGX, so pharmacogenomics, but we also do the drug on drug, which is toxicology. So the nice report that we provide um, gives a snapshot of any potential drug interactions as well as uh, genetic interactions. And it comes out on a cloud-based software that's HIPAA compliant, super intuitive, very easy to read. And ASHP actually has um, made a stance that the pharmacist should be uh, the healthcare provider primarily involved in uh, pharmacogenomic test implementation and reading uh, because we are the drug experts and we can help the physicians who really want this help. They don't know what to do. There's only about 8% of physicians that are actually... Using this uh, methodology to, you know, prescribe medications, when in fact the FDA is on a, you know, a great, um, you know, search to find all medications that are, um, are requiring black box warning, highly suggesting, you know, which meds should have this testing before they're administered, and they've come up with uh, over 250 medications thus far, and some of them I think you'd be surprised to see are actually being. Uh, administered and ordered for patients really without this test, despite the FDA warning, which now sets them up for some legal action if the patient does have an adverse drug reaction. And, um, you know, believe it or not, there are uh, teams of lawyers out there that are very familiar with this and, you know, waiting to take action. So what 3Rx has done is developed a very um, easy to implement protocol to bring pharmacogenomics into a practice. It's non-disruptive, but it's a trademarked process that educates all patients and in writing and therefore gives the physician liability protection. So not only is the test being done, uh, the software is complimentary. um, The test is complimentary. Uh, Insurance will cover it uh, most of the time. If not, we do have a cash pay option um, so that everybody can afford it. It's very affordable um, with us. And, um, you know, then you can get a better snapshot. And as a pharmacist, either in a retail pharmacy independent setting or pharmacist who wants to collaborate with a physician, you can help them um, interpret the test by reading the software that integrates with their office in your pharmacy or the hospital in the lab. And um, you can also actually get paid through the MTM codes for um you know the billing of the advanced testing as the is yeah, the pharmacy. isn't that great
0: yeah that that's really interesting uh that was helpful to to get some more insight into how it, the pharmacogenetics testing actually you know like that there are some mandates and that insurance can can cover that and that it's um really a solution that, you know, companies like 3Rx are able to partner with uh, physician practices and utilize pharmacists as the experts uh, since there are over Mm. 250 medications, as you mentioned, that require this. So Lauren, tell us a little bit. So we talked a little bit about the the space of uh, pharmacogenomics. Tell us a little bit more about your current role And then maybe what are some of the skills that you have that lend themselves well to uh,
1: this? Sure. So, you know, in addition to the pharmacogenomic and toxicology testing, um, 3RX offers solutions, I guess is the word. Um, My job is to sort of be um, a physician advisor because all of our offerings are no cost. So it's not a sales position. But I think that my consulting background, working with physicians, um, sort of, making suggestions and and having to word it in a way that um, I get a great positive response. Um, That type of background, I think, has prepared me for this type of role. Um, So some of the other things we offer doctors include things that might help them not only give good patient care, but boost the revenue to the practice. For example, we have a program with MACRA. Um, MACRA was instituted by the federal government, CMS, it was over 2,300 pages of all kinds of legalities that physicians need to do in order to get paid. Um, really, basically focusing on quality metrics instead of fee for service, so that as the physician, you know, did more things that were going to make the patient well, they would get better reimbursements. And what we're finding is a lot of doctors are using their electronic health record um, or EMR to um, try to get, capture this information. But they were never really designed to do that, so we can provide them a no-cost, no out-of-pocket a no out of pocket cost macro program that actually we can, you know, do a data dump of all of their patients, and it will produce um, a report for them of all of the capturing uh, potentially um, capturing events for each and every individual, uh, especially the Medicare patients. This is a Medicare mandate, um, and at the end of this year and the beginning of two thousand nineteen. The doctors are going to start getting penal, penalties. They're going to um, get paid well for um, complying with the regulations. So, I mean, optimally, if they use the macro program that, you know, we can set them up with, then they can um, cap, uh, capitalize on all of the potential reimbursements and prevent getting clawed, you know, in the long run. So that's one offering. Another, we offer clinical studies. They're IRB approved, government sanctioned especially uh, passionate about the ones in the arena of pain and athletic pain because, you know, it goes right in line with the opioid addiction crisis, which everybody's aware of. And it's just one more tool in the toolbox for doctors to try to maybe use some topical um, non-steroidal creams and help taper patients off of opioids. Um, So that's a a terrific offering. And while they do that, they also can – you know, contribute to this wonderful science and make some extra money for the practice as well. Um, And then lastly, uh, the one thing I want to touch upon that I am doing that's really fascinating is um, molecular medicine. And this is also with 3Rx. I just became certified, so I'm fairly new at it. But the basis of it is, um, you know, we're all aware of antibiotic stewardship and the problem with antibiotic resistance um, because of overprescribing. And basically, um, in the molecular field, we look at the RNA and the DNA of the virus, uh, the pathogen, and we can determine whether that um, genetically will be the best medication for that particular patient. So that's pretty exciting and uh, futuristic. And, um, you know, it's something, another opportunity for more pharmacists to get involved in.
0: Absolutely. So Lauren, tell us, are there any real world challenges that you face uh, with any of these different solutions that, that you know your company and the pharmacogenomics has, The industry is kind of facing in that space?
1: Yes, I think so. Um, like for example, pharmac- pharmacogenomics, I, I mentioned only a small percentage of physicians are actually participating and there was a TED talk done and Um, The result of that talk was that physicians do want to do this, and uh, they just need the help, and they don't know how, and they're so busy, they don't want to add burden uh, to their daily load. So it's up to us as pharmacists to help them implement this process. And I I know there's other great companies out there, too, but I know 3RX's process in general is very non-disruptive, very easy to implement, and it does have the trademark for the protection for the physician. And again, some physicians are afraid that if they don't have that protection, you know, what if I do this test and then they have an adverse reaction? So um, that is one, you know, thing that I think we're we're up against. And and if there's only eight percent, that means ninety two percent of doctors in the United States can use some education on pharmacogenomics. So that's that's a big field for us.
0: A good space for pharmacy to get into. Uh, So, Lauren, you're also a certified integrative uh, health coach. Tell us about how you decided to pursue that education and and what exactly that means.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's it's actually an amazing um, curriculum, and it's focusing basically on... um, not only primary food, which I mean, not only the food on your plate, but also primary food, which is um, all of the aspects of your life that contribute to who you are and physically, emotionally, and, you know, in the circle of life, spiritually, how um, you conduct yourself. So I wanted to take this class, uh, this course and become certified so that um, when I consult with patients, I can help them maybe not use a medication when instead they could change something in their life or in their nutrition aspect. Um, A lot of times um, I think there's more awareness now that, you know, nutrient deficiencies can cause a lot of um, unfortunate conditions. And instead of giving them a drug as a band aid, I think trying to get to the root cause, um, which is sort of a functional medicine approach, um, you know, and having the knowledge of of how to get to that level with the patient um, was the reason I took the course. And you know, I'm I'm all for you know collaborating with Eastern and Western medicine. I think there's a place for both, but I do think that oftentimes drugs are too frequently administered because the visits are so short, and it's like, okay, what's the matter? Here's a solution. And um, we need to have a lot of health coaches out there working with physicians hand in hand and helping them sit down for 30 to 40 minutes with the patient and actually, you know, get to the root cause of different issues that they're experiencing.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, Are there any specific training programs or extra work that that might be available in the pharmacogenomics space that you might recommend? Uh, speaking of, of training and, and making sure that uh, we have all the information that we can about. A certain sure. Topic.
1: Um, I know there's some great certification programs out there. I actually have not become certified in pharmacogenomics. Um, and I do plan to, because I think that in order to be an expert in your field, you should know, you know, the ins and outs I've done a lot of self-study with that. Um, and I've also, Realize that our particular reports are very self-explanatory and have a scientific um, connection, so that you can you know actually see why a particular medication may or may not be indicated uh, through the scientific literature attached to the report. Um, so, in that regard, it's great. Um, I believe ASHP has a pharmacogenomics um, certification program. Um, I'm not sure how long it is or, or or the cost of it. But I know some of my pharmacists that I've introduced 3RX to have undergone the training. So.
0: Sure. So let's talk a little bit about career. We've all got ups and downs and, and different things that kind of help shape how our career has uh, evolved. Could you share uh, maybe a failure that you've experienced and maybe some lessons learned, and, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, maybe a success.
1: Sure. Um, well, I guess if I really think about it, the biggest disappointment I think in my career started right out of school. Um, so I'm an old school person who went before the D was mandatory, and I had a wonderful opportunity to work at, a, um, to go to, um, a really big hospital in Boston and, um, I got accepted into a residency there and it was in regulatory affairs. And at the time I had just gotten engaged and I wanted to start paying off my loans, So I didn't take the residency. So it's probably my biggest regret. Um, I'm not sure, um, you know, what the takeaway was that or how my career path would have been different. I'm sure it would have been, But what I did learn from that point on was that I never turned down an opportunity to learn and grow professionally. Um, I have been in many different jobs, um, tried many different aspects of pharmacy, um, learned new skills, you know, throughout my career. And I think the real reason I did that and didn't just stay on one path was because I had missed that one opportunity and I didn't ever want to miss another, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really helpful because I I talk to students all the time, and so many of them, you know, by their fourth year are are getting burnout or uh, student loan debt is, is such a a big issue right now, and so so many students want to go straight into to a job, and and for some people it works out. I mean, for you, obviously you've. Um, had a really successful career and are in some of the most innovative areas of, of healthcare. care. Um, so I would I would say that, you know, it, it all worked out for you. But that's great that you were able to share that um, as a as, you know, something that you've thought about uh, in retrospect. So maybe that will help inform some others out there as they're kind of making those those big uh, decision points. Sure. so, Lauren, what about maybe uh, something that you've been proud of or maybe a takeaway of a success that you've experienced over your career path?
1: Yes, I think for me, the best part of being a pharmacist um, has involved being able to help people um, optimize their medications um, and not so much just handing out medications, but Which medications do you actually need? What is the proper dosage? What possible interactions could there be? Um, How can I help you optimize this regimen so that you're only taking what you absolutely need? And that way there, too, we're setting them up to um, prevent any adverse drug reactions. Um, So the idea is less is more. My most rewarding role, I think, as a pharmacist, involved patient counseling, where I could reduce medications and dosages and help also make dietary changes, nutrient changes, and lifestyle changes, especially when I worked for the Department of Defense. It was with active-duty soldiers, and um, a lot of them had suffered PTSD, um, post-traumatic stress syndrome, and uh, had depression, and they needed to not only have their medications looked at, but their diet- and then their lifestyle; that they need to go to acupuncture, um, meditation, different things like that. And so it was wonderful to be a provider in a network, collaborating with other um, providers, um, mid levels, and you know making those kinds of recommendations, which were a little bit outside the box for a pharmacist. But I helped me yeah. on a great deal.
0: Yeah. I think that's really amazing. So Lauren, with all that's going on in healthcare, care, um, how do you stay current with what's going on and, and more specifically within the pharmacy field?
1: I know it. It really is just ever-changing for sure. Um, I do read drug topics in Medscape. I go to FDA.gov. Um, I go to as many live presentations as possible and I have a lot of live CEs on, online as well. Um, but in regards to my particular field right now with um, the precision medicine, we have a, a back office portal, which has uh, tremendous amounts of materials for us to, uh, to learn how to, um, well, to learn about all the aspects of the business, but uh, to also learn about uh, pharmacogenomics and, and how it works and molecular medicine and how it works. Um, a lot of articles added in there by uh, the CEO and the COO of the company uh, for us to, to learn from and to share with our colleagues. So it's it's been wonderful.
0: And so what are some of the things that excite you about the future of pharmacy?
1: One of the things I'm really excited about is, and it goes in line with, I guess, being a health coach as well as a pharmacist, is nutrigenomics and epigenetics. And that's really looking at how foods affect our body um, and our moods and our behaviors. Um, some of my passion for this comes from a personal experience where um, I, des- I discovered that I have gluten intolerance, possibly celiacs, I never had the conformational biopsy, but while I was eating gluten, I was having these crazy um, panic attacks and feeling like uh, claustrophobic and it just really came out of the blue. And I started to do my own research on it. And I found that even schizophrenics can oftentimes come off of their medications if they remove wheat from their diet, which is crazy. And that's in the literature. So there's such a huge component with our nutrition and our food um, to a lot of our health. And then with epigenetics, it's our environmental concerns in the environment that are affecting, you know, estrogens in our carpets. Um, Children, you know, our, our young daughter is having, you know, having their period at nine and because of that. And, um, you know, so those kinds of things I think are fascinating and there's a huge space there for pharmacists to grow into um, as that grows. And, um, you know, it is in its infancy and I think this is the time to sort of, you know, gather your information and get your certification or learn, teach yourself um, get excited about it. And, um, you know, when it's, It's funny because pharmacogenomics just three, four years ago was, you know, what? What is that? And now it's huge. So I think these other fields are going to do the same. I think they're going to explode. This generation wants answers. They want to be healthy. They don't want to keep taking drugs if they don't have to. Um, You know, and so we're the educator. We're the expert. And we can help them establish what is necessary and, you know, what's not. I just want to say yeah. that I think it's really important for students and other young pharmacists to find your niche, find what you're passionate about. Um, are you a good writer? Um, I've always wanted to blog, and you can make money at blogging. Um, a lot of the, you know, pharmacy journals they're actively looking for bloggers. Um, that's just one example, but I mean, I've just had such a diverse career. I was, you know, on a drug information website a creation team. Um, just cosmetic technology, there's there's just so many opportunities. And be excited about it because I know there's a lot of pharmacists coming out of school in the field today, and it seems like a really tough, tight market. And I feel it too on my end, even, you know, as an older experienced pharmacist. Um, but there's definitely opportunities out there if you just get creative and, and think outside the box and think of, you know, what it is that you're passionate about and what you can contribute Um, with your knowledge and your passion.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Lauren, for sharing all that. And I'll first kind of touch back on the exciting kind of new, new field of nutrigenomics and food as uh, being connected to um, not only our physical health, but also our mental health. Um, And so, you know, there was even an article in the Wall Street Journal uh, just last week that said talking about feed your head foods that target depression and anxiety, and you know there is that you know brain gut kind of connection, and so I think that's great that you have already kind of gone forward and and pursued that additional training to get uh, some some extra learning about that space. And, you know, finding your niche, uh, I think that's really, really great advice to tell for um, pharmacists who are just getting started in their career. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, blogging and, you know, finding different areas where you have a passion that makes you stand out. So I think that mm-hmm. that's that's certainly an exciting ways to get out there and, and differentiate yourself from from everyone else. Uh, Is there any other kind of final advice that you'd like to tell your younger self or for other pharmacists just getting started?
1: Um, No, it's just that there are limitless avenues to pursue with the pharmacy degree um, and many of them are non-traditional. There are people that enjoy working the bench, but I would say to most people Try it and try something else as well, because it's super exciting to be able to make a difference, Um, you know, out there in the world using your different skills that you've learned. And it's a wide open. It's a degree, I think, where you can do so many different things. And some of them we probably haven't even thought of yet. So let's get creative and.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you, Lauren. It was such a pleasure to have you on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast.
1: Thank you, Hillary, for having me. It was a a pleasure.
0: And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at www.pharmacyadvisory.com. And if you're a student or new grad or resident and you are struggling with student loans I know the guys over at Your Financial Pharmacist, and they have put together an online course just for you. Uh, So head over to www.pharmacyadvisory.com slash student loan course to check that out. You know, I do a lot of triathlons and races and things during the summer months especially. And one thing that helped prevent any muscle aches and soreness after a long 62 mile bike ride in my hometown in Mississippi was using TheraWorks Relief for muscle soreness. It was very effective, uh, I used it, my husband and my dad all used it as we were all participating in the 62 mile Bikes, Blues and Bayou's event. And the TheraWorks relief was very effective in helping to make sure that we didn't have any sore muscles. We used it about an hour before the race and didn't have any uh, soreness after the fact. So uh, we'll be using that again in the future. So check out theraworksrelief.com to get some for your next race or to help prevent any soreness when you're standing behind the counter. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends.